Welcome to Cue the Dagger, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. Inside the Rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insight, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey. I'm with my new co-host, Chase Lafia. How about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Chase? Cliffy, excited to be here. Excited to get into the podcast game uh, with one of my good buddies. Uh, so really excited to be here. Uh, you're going to hear from me pretty much from, uh, I coach uh, youth hockey. I run uh, a youth program um, and a pretty, pretty elite youth program in Florida. Um, so uh, you'll hear, uh, you know, a little bit from the coaching side of me, but a very player friendly uh, um, coach. So, and, and mentality. So uh, I, I just got done playing seven years ago. It feels like way, uh, way longer, but really not that long ago. So, um, I understand, you know, the new game and stuff. So you'll hear a little bit from me about my opinions in that aspect and the coach side will come out a little, but, um, yeah, man, just really excited to kind of zip it around with you. And, uh, since it's a pretty Chicago heavy podcast, I mean, we talk a lot about NHL in general, you did have one specific stop. I wouldn't mind you bringing up there. Yeah, um, I got to play uh, tier three junior, uh, just puppet hockey. But um, I got to I, I played a little south of Chicago in uh, for the Ileana Blackbirds. R.I.P. I think they folded since then uh, for Reed Simpson, a long time NHL player and fighter. He was in Chicago, so he was a beauty and. Uh, yeah, I got to play a little south of Chicago and and love this city, man. One of my favorites. I love going back there. So great stop for me. Definitely helped me become who I am and and uh, get on my path in a positive start. So I love it there. Yeah, it'll be great having your point of view, a little different point of view as your coach, especially around youth hockey. So you see the game at a very young age and you can see these kids and kind of the stuff that they're not only picking up at a much younger age than we yeah. were picking up yeah, and stuff and, like uh, that. So. And I, I did a little college, right? I helped out with FGCU a, a couple of years ago. I've trained, uh, you know, guys from pro to tier one to junior to college kids. So I do a lot of training with those guys still. So I'm very intact with uh, the, the pro side of the game and the business side of the game as well. So just really excited. Yeah, well, um, it's good to have you. It's great. We're going to have a long run here, hopefully. So let's go ahead and jump into the rumor yeah, section it. here. Um, and the only real thing in the rumor section, luckily the Patrick Kane front's pretty quiet, is did the Blackhawks give Lucas Reichel a real chance to make the roster? Absolutely not. It's my belief. I think that Kyle Davidson stacked the deck against him, didn't let him play with Patrick Kane, barely let him play with Jonathan Taze. Uh, it's a little frustrating, but I guess I don't hate it. I think that he's young enough that he can I – I don't know. I don't think he should be in the AHL personally. I think he's an NHL player. I think he should have started in the NHL. I don't think that it hurts, though, to start him in the AHL. I don't think it's a negative um, – yeah. Well, yeah, what's your point so, of view on that? So piggybacking, it, uh, piggybacking off that, um, he, he in preseason was playing with guys who are likely going to fill those third, fourth line uh, roles. You're, you're not wrong by saying he didn't really get a shot at uh, top 
top six minutes in preseason, which I think as a coach, I would like to see um, throw them into the fire a little bit in the yes. same breath. Um, you know, those top six guys, there are, there are a handful of guys on the team and, and you could probably get for me, I'd say up to seven guys, eight guys who could fill those top six roles who have NHL games and have um, a little more experience. So I don't know if Chicago's like kind of shooting for that and saying, Hey, let's get these guys back in the mix. But you know, you've got Domi and, and guys like him and Athanasio and, you know, those guys are there, you know, where they're at. You have a kid coming in who you want to see make the step. Now, are they sending him down to junior, uh, um, excuse me, uh, the AHL because they want to see a little more domination uh, and, and a little more taking care of the puck being responsible with the puck. Um, Obviously the guy's sick and, and puts up plenty of points in the AHL in the NHL last season, 11 games, one assist, didn't put up too much, but he does have the skill with those guys. And another thing is these guys may be looking at it as the, the coaching staff and, and the higher ups may be thinking of this as, hey, he didn't come in exactly where we expected him to be. Make him go down, make him prove himself. Now he goes down with a little chip on his shoulder and and all of a sudden he dominates even more than he was and proves himself. This can be a really quick pull to the NHL, or it could take as long as it takes him to kind of give them a, a F you, you should have took me. Right. So um, I think it depends on him and his commitment to maturing defensively and, and being tough to play against defensively because they want him playing top six players so i'll get what you're saying but i think that he was shafted because he he had to play a role with guys who i mean chicago's gonna struggle to score goals that's obvious look at the roster and then you put him with the quote-unquote group b which didn't have any of the top skilled players like domi anthony c kane um so he played a little bit offensively and he had a few bad defensive breakdowns but he also had Great looks offensively. The Korchinski pass to him with the great, beautiful, just nice shot. Nothing too fancy on on the breakaway. Well, and, and my my part is agreed, right? He may not have got the fair shake. They're looking at this as a three-year plan, yeah. right? Best case scenario, this team turns around in three years and is back in playoff contention. And it's going to take their young guys, right? You look at New York right now with their, their kid line. Did they do solid? Yes. Do they need room for improvement? Yes. Are they going to get their touches? Yes. Chicago's thinking the same thing, but Chicago's thinking on a three to five year timeline of make sure we do this correctly. Make sure we don't rush this kid uh, because it's only worse if you do bring him. And then he struggles. See, that, this is my, this is where my question is. So, because if if that is the thought process, then great. Or is Davidson going? If I have Lucas Reichel on the NHL roster, he could put up fifty points. Or if I have Boris Kachuk, or uh, was it Bobby Robinson who might yeah. make the roster? Those guys, they're going to put up twenty points. So that's a 30-point swing. 
if Lucas Reichel were to pan out perfectly, obviously. And, and again, we're not there, right? So we aren't in training camp. We aren't in the locker. We aren't in these meetings. And and I know there was a little thing about Taze and them, you know, missed a conversation that they probably should have. They they earned and they deserved to have given that was, that that was the old regiment though the that, old the, one right so this new regiment they by the way in. that's an illegal name on the podcast not allowed to be mentioned okay heard the, the um, B word yeah 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 it's like Harry Potter maybe. Uh, yeah. so they they you have this new group in you can bet your ass that Kane and Taves and their leadership group is being asked, what do you think about this kid? And they done it right. They came through the ranks. They left junior. They came now. Some of them may be easier than others, but in that leadership group that the coach trusts and that he talks to, I assure you, there's a guy that's done it the AHL route and there he's a young kid, right? He's got plenty of time and, and, what the the crazy difference is is now in the NHL you see these young kids coming in and making a difference early, right? So it's so easy to rush Getting it, paid too, but though. you also see a lot of first time games, a lot of players coming in for an eight to twelve game stint, and then see you later. You don't you're not back up here for another ever. So yeah. they're they just want to make sure they do it the right way, right? No, I mean, and as much as I'm harping against him because I, I fully believe that he wasn't given a, a real shot, quote-unquote. I would have liked to see him with top six guys. I think if he would have went out there and, like, literally scored, like, two goals a game or whatever, they would have played him. But I, I think they came in. Well, that's and, what they're looking for. Yeah. You are but, correct. If he did, they would have. But I, I don't think you gave him the opportunity not playing him next to the skill guys. I think it was one of those moments, like, yeah, if he does it, he can make the team, but we're going to stack every card against him. Yeah. And I, and I don't – I'm frustrated with it, and I have an article coming out that I'm expressing that, but it's only because I just feel like he wasn't given a fair shot to actually make it. But, again, as long as they're patient with him, it, the long runs would matter, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not upset with it. There's plenty of time, right? Plenty I just I just feel like you're lying to us. Like, just tell us you wanted to start in the AHL yeah. and then bring him up. Like, just, just say it. Like, it's cool. Be like, hey – because the the little bird in the in the tree saying that Davidson wants to bring him up to the NHL and never send him back down, and that makes a lot of sense. And I but think, just tell us that. Yeah, and I I think that is their plan. I think uh, you know there might be a, a touch of mental warfare going on with the player and trying to get the best out of the player, and they feel this is the way to do it. Of go earn it. And you've done a year. You had great points. You did all that. Now you came to camp. You didn't impress what we hoped you would go prove it. So he goes back and I bet, but get that guy puck line, whatever he's, he's going to put up more points because from what I hear, right. What, what the, the article says, he handled the meeting. Great. The exit meeting. Great. So, you know, he's going to go down there, you know, behind closed doors, he's pissed off. You know, he wants to be on that roster and it's going to be probably the best thing that ever happened to him because he's going to go down there, he's going to tear it up, and in um, it, it might be really quick, right? You might see one of these uh, uh, three games, and all of a sudden he tore it up, and it's like, okay, we got it, buddy. Let's yeah. go. Come on up with us, right? And I think Korczynski is is uh, is I, I know you had Korczynski in your in your um, uh, article, and and uh, I think he's very similar. Uh, I think he needs to take care of the puck more and, and 
he's, he's definitely got a few years before he's NHL ready. Oh but. yeah, oh yeah, and and I think they I think they did it perfect. Right, he's a man amongst boys right now, as he should be. You need to get to where you're man amongst men or a beast amongst men. So I, I personally, though, I know I don't want him in the NHL, though, but, like, this is going to sound crazy maybe. I think he, he should not play in the NHL. But I do think he's a top six defenseman on this roster, and I think that says more to the roster, though, than it does him. He It does say a lot more about the roster, but it's exciting for that kid in yes. three years. Wait till you see him at camp next year, and the, then the following year. I'm, I've never wanted to watch the WHL. I've never had the desire. I am itching to watch Seattle this year. Oh, but after watching the pass from Korchinski up to Reichel in preseason, and just the way, like, as a defenseman to read that play, like, it wasn't from his point of view when he makes that pass. Lucas Reichel is not open. Like, he's draped with two guys. And instead, he sees the soft point of the ice, puts a little waft on it. Yeah, the IQ, is, the IQ is yeah, sick. And the skill is, the skill is there to, to do what the IQ is thinking, right? Oh, I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive to watch. The wheels on the kid, too. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll jump right back to the Hawks, but I do. You brought up Seattle. So I have a quick question to ask because this is something that I'm always thinking about and I like to ask hockey people in hockey minds. If you were the next expansion team, right? So you look at how yeah. Vegas did it. You look how Seattle did it. Vegas comes out and says, I can stud pack this thing early. I can get cup runs early. That'll get me a good fan base. And a good show. So I already have my answer for you. Out. Or you could be Seattle and they say, we're going to look at this as a five-year project and draft well because we got good minds and they got lucky in a draft. My stipulation to you is, is my roster as good as the original Golden Knights roster before they've ruined it? It has, it has the opportunity to be as good as that. The issue is you look at what happened, right? Vegas took well, I, I think big Vegas names and it has a hard time keeping them. But they trade him away. They trade him away, and they're 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 top. They're, the the top of the whole show there kind of worries me. The way that they rotate through uh, coach and oh, I, I agree, but it, but that's see that was scary. that was my stipulation. So like if if you're saying it's my franchise, yeah. I would take the group of Vegas Golden Knights players first. But I would not have run the, the organization buried it. Would you draft the same way? Not those specific players, but would you take all the top guys that you could and try to build a so, winner now? Or do you take young prospects so what's our, and try to build a winner in three years? So is, this, is, it, is it happening current day or? Current that, day, yep. So current day, I think I would probably rather take the Seattle route because I I think it would be Long so Long story hard. short, do you think Vegas did it right or Seattle did it right? Because they did not follow. And at first I said, man, Seattle should take a note. That team just went to the finals, but you see the issues they're running into now. I, and it makes you think, man, Seattle so, is, is on. So I think Vegas did it right, but then ruined it. So I think they did the expansion draft right. The year one was great. And then they 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 got so close that the owner's hands were so hot that he just couldn't relax. And then he starts firing coaches and trading players for this and making this move for that and trading Flurry for Robin. Like, imagine if Flurry had been there instead of Robin Leonard to start. And yeah. it's just that one move, like that move yeah. alone, Robin Leonard gets hurt. Yeah, a lot of questionable so, moves. A lot of them. But I think now. 
if I was a fan of an expansion team, I would prefer the Seattle route just because I feel like Seattle's building something that's really going to – It's got longevity. Yeah, and yeah. It, it may take time. Like, they got really lucky that Shane Wright fell – and I think that that helps because yeah. they get what if they get a Bedard? Oh, no, 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 what you shush. Bedard's coming to oh, Chicago. Oh my gosh, what if they get uh, it? No, we don't put that out there anymore. I'm no super fan here, people. You'll learn that. Definitely not a no Chicago Alliance super fan for the most part. But Bedard's coming to Chicago. We got that locked up. Uh, but but I just think Seattle really has a strong young core. But honestly, I think. It's so tough because Vegas could have had something special. If I like they them and they have good drafting. They did it the right way. They're taking their time. They're making sure they develop their organization, not somebody else developed players and they're bringing them into it. Right. So I, I think they're going to have a ton of success and uh, which will be awesome for the league, man. It'll oh, yeah. You can, anything other than their mascots. So ugly. Yeah, pretty bad. So ugly. Bottom, bottom five. We, we don't need to spend too much time on him, but yeah, not, not good. Not great. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump into the news segment. The first one that's a little bit of news is the Hawks preseason game on October 6th versus the Blues has been moved to 2 p.m. Uh, nothing much to that. By the time this comes out, you all have already known that, so it's not too big of a deal. We'll jump into some injury news. Boris Kachuk hurt his ankle, so he will be joining Jake McCabe and Ian Mitchell, who will miss the start of the season. Uh, Connor Murphy, Caleb Jones, and Jujar Kara both have all been are all been practicing, and they all should more than likely be ready for the beginning of the year. Not much, too much news on the injury front, really, not much to hit there. Uh, but we'll go back down to all the players that were sent down big games uh, Dylan Sakira, Brett Senny, Luke Phillip, Nicholas Budan, who we're circling back to in a minute, all got sent down. Uh, Samuel Savoy, Kaczynski, who we've already discussed, went back to their junior teams, respectively. And Lucas Reichel got sent down, which we already touched on. Um, the only thing I have here is I think Nicholas Budan's time in Chicago is limited. I think his time in Rockford's limited. I think it's Bowden. Budan, Bowden. I don't know how to say his name, to be honest. And well, I'm he's, dyslexic, so don't no, you, you, you could be correct. I probably am <laughs> mispronouncing his name. And sorry, not to be disrespectful to him at all. I don't care. He's been a total disappointment. We'll, we'll take so. you on the pod, though. I'll definitely take you on the pod. Respect you fully, but yeah, been a disappointment as a Hawks prospect. I'm a big, I'm a big players guy. Just come talk to me. We'll leave Cliffy out. I, I just, hey, I'm just a big Hawks fan. I think he has some chance later on, just not in Chicago when we trade him for probably like a fifth round pick, even though we traded Ryan Hartman for him essentially. But, you know, we won't talk about, you know, whose trades because they all suck. Um, yeah, dude, that's uh, – yeah, don't even get me going on that, dude. That guy's trades were unbelievable. His drafting sucked, dude. We can – me and you will hit that at some point. Um but we'll go ahead and we'll do our central division projections and we'll go ahead and we'll start, we'll go, we'll both give our top to bottom and we'll see where our differences come in. So your team that you have projected to finish first in the central division is. Uh, not a tough one, Colorado. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, my big question here though is what do you think the loss of Najem Kadri is? Uh, not big. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's a big hole to fill. But I think uh, I think they're going to find the guy to do it. I think um, 
with him, he came in and left his footprint on that locker room in, in a positive way. And I think he's the kind of player that is refillable, but now you know what you need out of that player. Cause from what I hear, Kadri was fantastic in the room, right? Yeah, Everybody yeah. had great things. So pure beauty I, in the room. I think now they know what they need from that guy and there is the hole to fill, but I think it's, I, I think it's manageable. Uh, I think he's going to absolutely crush it. He just signed to get paid. Thanks for coming. Give me the house on the beach and a nice uh, golf course. Wine cellar, whatever that man yeah, wants. Buddy's, buddy's going to gonna be just fine. Um, so I got Colorado number two. Uh, I got to tell you about this team. Uh, really, this could be a extremely hot take. But uh, Nashville Predators, uh, Forsberg, Johansson, Granlund, McDonough, Stanley Cup. I don't think it's that hot of a take, to be honest. Uh, I personally have the Blues, but I do like Nashville, dude. They added a lot. I'll tell you what, I didn't like it early. I thought, why is McDonough going there? And then you look a little deeper and realize – you see Soros and it's like, uh, okay, oh buddy, this Borowacki guy, you see this mutant. He oh, yeah. just what like a dream teammate, man. Nobody is beating that guy up. Oh. He's, he's a beast. So you you have that kind of lineup. Now it is gonna depend on their top guys. Is Ryan McDonough still the Mack truck that he was? I think he's got it in him, right? He he seems to be quite the pro. Uh, so I don't think it's too big of a question mark, but can he keep up all their guys? Can they produce how they should? And can Soros be there how he should? My big question revolves around Soros and can he stay healthy? Because we you exactly. saw how important he was last year. They lost him and then Everything fell off the rails, but I, I do love Nashville. I personally have St. Louis in that spot. Yeah. I think St. Louis – and I think St. Louis finishing second has more to do with the negatives to the other teams in the league and not to them adding to the roster. So, I mean, they didn't do much. They just locked up their young yeah, kids long term. I, I had them in Nashville. They could have flopped, but they're both in the same scenario. Yeah, yeah I have are them in the same. Are there, like, grizzled vats – the old guys on the team, can they have the years that they've been having? I think so. I don't think it's crazy to say that they will. Does Tarasenko still want out? Uh, I think. I have no idea. They they may have covered it pretty well, but I think they, I think uh, at the end of the year, it was clear. Everything's fine. We're good. I think you would have heard about it by now if you did. I like stirring the pot for the blues. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave that rumor out there. It's more fun for me. Uh, but St. Louis, they got Shen, but I love these just hockey players, right? Just like roots. ugly, do the little things, eat pucks, tilt, uh, crunch body, like, but they're just hard to play against too. And they're skilled, right? They're freaking yeah. good. So uh, th- these guys stand out to me. They're fun to watch. Uh, following that, I've got Minnesota. Shout out Billy G. I heard you're an absolute legend. Uh, and I love what you're doing with the Minnesota Wild. I think they are going to be really good. 
for a really long time. I think they're still a little early in their stages, but coming up uh, in the next three to five years, watch out for this hockey team because they are absolutely coming. I mean, you got Flower, you just brought in Suster. So he's bringing in Stanley Cup champions and guys who know how to win and putting them in a pretty nice uh, skilled locker room. So the only thing with them I have is you still have three years of major penalties from the Suter and Parisi deals. And I think the loss of Fiala is huge. Oh, it is. I can see them dropping too, but I had to pick someone. And Minnesota and Dallas is my next one. I had to pick between them. So somebody had to go. I agree. It was close for me. And maybe the news of Robinson – Jason Robinson getting signed in Dallas. Maybe that was the tiebreaker for me there. I think that kid is unbelievable. Yeah, and him and Rupe Hens. Oh, oh dude. my God. So Rupe, Rupe played in Florida. Rupe played for TVJ one year. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played with Jesse, my cousin. Really? Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so that kid kind of, that kid really went through it, right? He spent a year at tier three junior in, in, in uh, Florida. And, That's and, uh, and, and that's as tier three junior as it would have gotten that yeah. day. Oh yeah. And, and, but I'll tell you what, he came here, he did what he was supposed to do. You're supposed to tear it up. He tore it up and went to the next level. Now he's an NHL regular, absolute stud ripping around those locks. And uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. That Ottinger kid in the playoff oh. Oh, was it Calgary. I believe it was. Yeah. On oh, he's a star. Unbelievable. So they paid him guys. though. So he better be one. Yeah. Ken Suter. Speaking of Suter, can Suter be the player he was? I don't know. That is a big question mark. If he can, watch out because that's a big-time vet. What do you expect from Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan? Jamie Benn is is one of my favorites to watch, and uh, he does everything right and everything hard. You're going to hate me here, I think, and I apologize to you, Jamie Benn. I don't mean this in any wrong way. That's why these guys are going to, they're going to come on the show for me and they're going to just, I'm just being honest. I just think he, he had a great career and I'm not saying he's not a good player. Like I think he's a serviceable, he's an NHL player, but I think he's more of a third line player. So he's, that's tough with when you make that kind of money. So here's the thing, right? He is a guy who can play first lines and second lines. And this is where they want Reichel to be. This is a guy who can play versus a top six and shut them down. Is he going to produce a ton like he used to? Probably not. But if he can shut them down and, and Tyler Sagan gets rolling when that guy's hot heads up, right? So they've got guys. Do you want to pay Jamie Ben $9.5 million for this season and two more after? I think he's I think he's a bit in the char aspect because he's kind of a man's man. He plays a man's game. None of his teammates are looking at his, their captain and saying, "Well, he's not doing it." They're looking at that guy. Their and saying, ownership's calling him out. Well, I'm I, I'm just saying the ownership's calling him out. Well, the the ownership's not in the locker room. Right? You're not so, wrong. You're not so wrong. As long as that team has your, the ownership's not going to war every night, right? These guys. Are, are going to battle with each other. So if as long as they all see him as their leader, the team's going to find success. Once that changes, once the coaching staff 
says he's not our guy, like a Wheeler in Winnipeg, which brings me to my next team, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, They could jump Dallas, right? They've got Hellebuck in net who can, I believe, a Vesna winner. Uh, Or a finalist. finalist. I think he lost out to You've got him. They do have to get the train on the tracks, though, because uh, the Wheeler deal is going to send unneeded uh, attention in that locker room. And the locker room that already has tension, though. Exactly. So if they can get the train on the tracks and get it all under control and settle into a hockey season, uh, they're going to be a team to look out for. Obviously, Winnipeg Whiteout is not an easy barn to play in, but I agree. They've got to get there. Right? I think so. Winnipeg Seward, right in third worst team this central. I don't think they can get any better. And I don't think they're even close to being as bad as the bottom two teams, which are obviously Chicago and Arizona. And I'm drawing a blank. Who was their coach that left? Uh, Paul Maurice. Paul Is Maurice. That right? Love that guy. Love Paul Maurice. Love that guy. Paul Maurice walks away. There's there's issues. There's that's... well, there's there's question marks under the surface. Oh, they, do, uh, they did a great yep. job at probably covering, but uh love that guy. Shocked he's not in the NHL again yet. And, he can uh, have it if he wants on. Yeah, field, he's but. he's enjoying living and drinking his red wine with his fillet. He's mm-hmm. he's doing just fine. Trust me. So when it comes to the bottom, who do you have? And if you take away this three oh, percent from the Hawks, I'm oh, going to be upset because I have the Hawks finishing dead last in the Central, dead last in the NHL with the best odds for Connor Bernard. Some of that's a little hope, and some of that is this team is not going to score goals. So here's my question, Mark. And I seem to have them on all of them because it is hockey and anything can happen. But how is Arizona's players going to react to playing in a college barn? Now, there's two ways this can go. I think it's going to be insane. I hear, I hear they're going to have a student section. If you have that, if you have one section, this place is going to be bananas. College broads running around, frat boys just pre-gaming all day. And so here's my question for you. Though. The roof will blow off of this place. What is it, 5,000? Uh, it's not a lot. I don't know. It's not a lot. Is, that, is that enough, though, with the college atmosphere? Because if I'm telling you, if there's a student section, you're correct. It'll be insane. Cliffy, think about this. You know how, how uh, season ticket holders pay, like for the best season ticket seats, you pay the most, right? Yeah. And people pay those prices. Imagine it when it tests everybody's fandom and says, hey, there's only 7,000 tickets open. How bad do you want them? And you better believe your Arizona, your, your Arizona fans. Oh, are going to want to be in that building and they're going to be so rowdy. It's going to be insane. I love the hype for Arizona, but they have probably that many fans total. So fair point. So that's why I have them going last. I do have Chicago edging them out. However, I believe Chicago can do it and come last. That's brutal that we're saying Chicago can do it and come last. I love it though. The Hawks need Connor Bernard. They don't need Connor Bernard. They just need the reason why I want to finish last is it locks you in for Mitch Goff, Fantelli, or Bernard. Um, personally, because of Mitchkoff's time in Russia that he signed for, I'd rather Fantilli over him. 
but I think the Dawgs need a top three pick. Chicago on where they should be either second to last or last in that in that division, uh, I think depends big on coming back to their prospects. How well do they use these guys? Now, I have to imagine that come, let's call it end of November, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, right? Where are they at? Well, I assure you, they're going to be getting kids games because they're not going to be in playoff contention. So that's when they go into it, right? They're trying to make it look, it seems like, like we're not going to hit the panic button too early. We're not going to piss this season off just out, out the gate. We're going to give it a shot. Let's see what we do have and go from there because they do have enough prospects. So if they have enough that they can maybe sacrifice one and they're in a good spot, really tough to say that that's going to actually happen. But um, depending on how that goes, I think by the end of November, you're going to see a lot of their prospects, which is you're going to see games go down, but sneaker, you're going to be playing a lot of backup goalies. Right. So we're also going to be playing Staylock probably a lot during those games. Hopefully every time we play Arizona, Staylock should be in the net. Kind Um, of struggle in Arizona. No. Yeah, that's why we signed him. Struggled in San Jose as well. Struggled everywhere. I think Staloc is uh, the the perfect kind of guy that Davidson was looking for, considering they're trying to lose. Uh, He's definitely a goalie that's going to help that aspect of losing. Uh, But my question is, since you're new to the pod, um, I have to ask you about Patrick Kane and your thoughts on his future and if he's going to stay in Chicago or not and the future of Jonathan Taze and his future. But first off, I just kind of want you to give a small breakdown of like where you think Chicago, your opinion, realistically finishes in the NHL standings, bottom three, bottom five, and why. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, I think with Kane, with, with Kane, it's, uh, I think, uh, New York, New York, uh, no question asked. Um, I think it's close enough to home, right? Dad, the fam can get out to the games uh, he gets to live in the big lights, gets the New York professional organization, the top in the world. That place just does it right. You hear from guys all the time. Uh, they are the elite of the elite, the way they treat their players. You don't think Patrick Kane is looking for a nice foot rub in his last years in the NHL. Uh, get real. Uh, Taves, I don't know. Uh I like to think he's probably going to want to retire uh, Hawk. But um, in the same breath, you know, does he want to squeeze a couple extra years in at a place that he can, uh, in in a place that he has a chance to win again, right? So um, you can keep, or get rid of Kane. I think uh, you're hitting a rebuild. I think it'd be best for the organization. You're going to get great prospects or great draft picks if you move them. Um, But I don't know what those two guys want. 
And, and I think they now have the respect uh, that they're not going anywhere without their okay. They're not staying without their okay. Um, so, yeah, I think you could go either way. Um, what was the back end of that? Uh, just your prediction of where the Hawks finish oh. as far as the NHL. Yeah, draft. yeah. Um, man, I'll tell you, there's a couple teams out there that are in their same boat. And uh, I personally think um, they're going to be a bottom five for sure. Um, like I said, it, de- it depends what they do with their prospects, how quickly they pull them up, when they officially decide they're going to, you know, jump into getting guys games rather than worrying about result. Uh, but I hate to say that any NHL team starts the season with, let's just get through the year. Let's get to the draft and let's go. Everybody has a chance to win any night. So if you come out hot and you go on a 12 game heater somehow early on, well, you're not quite giving up on that in November, right? You're, you're going to look more toward the end of November, December, um, Philly, I think, is going to jump up there. I don't think Chicago. So, so on, I want to stop you on Philly. Yeah. Because um, we, I mean, we, we both lightly know Wade Allison a little bit. So, we both follow the Fires. Do you actually think the Fires are going to be a decent team? Um, I really like the pieces. And I'm a major, uh, major fan of Torts. Uh, him and Freddie, our, our uh, youth coach, Cliffy and I. Uh, uh, are, are really good buds. Uh, Freddie used to work with him. He was a trainer. So um, I've heard nothing but good things. I hear he's like a guy's guy like us and a hockey guy, but I really Pure respect. Feet. Yeah. I respect the no BS. I'm kind of the same way with my players. Like at a certain point, I'm going to tell you how it is. There is a business side of this. And when it comes to business, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to tell you how it is. That's what he does. You gain respect. And those players want to work now in the same breath. It's easy to hate that guy, right? Oh, he yeah. does, he is old school. So he does take it uh, to that side of the level where. He's know, old. We all know he's old school. We heard the Zegers yeah. take. You can, yeah. you don't got to elaborate so, on that. But, but he knows what the hell he's doing, right? Oh yeah. If you are in that great of shape and if you're supposed to be a bond he's team, got the you ring. can beat everyone. Yeah, exactly. So um, I see what he did with Columbus. I think he's got better players here. I think there's a better core there. Um, there's uh there's uh, guys there who have been with him and a lot of young guys trying to, to make their part. So those guys are trying to prove that they beat out um, that area of it. New Jersey Devils, I'm sorry, you suck. Uh, Seattle. Whoa, you think the Devils? I say, I think what you think Philly's going to be is what New Jersey's going to be. I think Jack Hughes is going to be really good. I think Jack Hughes breaks the 90 point mark this okay. year. Okay. So. You suck may have been a little quick. I'm going to look like I'm backpedaling a touch, but I forgot about Andre Palat. This guy uh, is a coach's right favorite. He's a guy who can play with first-line guys, right? He can go in the corner, get the puck, and get it to those skill guys, but he also has the skill that when they feed him a touch, it's buttery, right? In the right? He can take care of it. So he's uh, – I'll tell you what, it's all dependent on uh, on Hughes. I think Hughes is going to absolutely love playing with Palat. I think Palat is going to wear off a lot on those guys. They have a chance to be good. I don't see it happening this year. I see it being a little more of a two-year thing. Seattle the same way. 
Um, Ottawa, wow. Um, fun to watch. Can't wait to watch. You get Claude Giroux and you get uh, uh, what's oh, the I can, I can help you out. I know you're what's drawing a boy. One Chicago fan is Alex Dabrinkit. Uh, well, Alex Dabrinkit, wow. Another, he reminds uh, stop this. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about him. Anyway, be quick, be quick. like him, but um, uh, the Kachuk brother, uh, cannot wait to watch him and Brady. Drew just ripping around Brady. Yeah, man, uh, like really Brady, fun to watch. Drew I think they break it. Stutzel. They had a great offseason. Stutzel is going to finally settle into that his kid's NHL gonna be legs. So good. Yeah, he's not into his Stutzel? NHL game right yet. And he's going to be. Gotta be. He's oh, about to be. So you give him Alex to break it. And that, that kid right there, I don't know what his over under is, but if his over under for points is below 55 and he's. I think from what I've seen, sadly, the Brinkett has three goals in the preseason. We'll ignore that. Uh, I think he's playing with Stutzel. If it's under 55-60, you want to smash the over, I think. Yeah. Uh, one other team I saw popped up in these bottom few, right? I already spoke on Buffalo a little. I think Anaheim and San Jose are going to float just above this pack like the NHL predicts. Um, I know it could be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Detroit Red Wings. Derek Lalonde, my guy, uh, know him uh, rather well. Uh, I think he's going to absolutely crush it in Detroit. He's got a great team. He's got Stevie Y just giving him gift-wrapped baskets of players every day. Unbelievable. It's incredible how Stevie Y can do this. And now he brought in a fantastic coach who knows how to win. He's got cup rings. He is ready to win. That team is in, let's call it a three-year span of being serious. And uh, I think they're going to take a great first step this year. New coach, new voice in the room, which is huge. You'll, you'll see big production jumps uh, when you see a new voice in the room. And uh, I'm so excited for that team. Lalonde, my guy, good luck. What do you think he gets out of a Dominic Kubelik? Think Dominic Kubelik will show up for him? Or he up and down in Chicago, scored some goals, very hot, cold, hot, cold, 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 hot, cold, cold, cold. Like I said, I I think the new voice just jumpstarts guys so much and, and bringing a new voice into the room. It really does so much for a team and energy and atmosphere. Uh, I've seen him interact with um, with with uh, kids on my team uh, with that high level sixteen year olds, and uh, he he relates and and uh, and and uh, interacts with them incredibly, and it's so productive. So he understands people. He understands players of all levels. Um, and, and I think that goes a long way, right? That, that guy's going to get results. So, uh, and it helps that he's got a ring, right? So always take a look at that. That thing's pretty shiny. So ultimately you've ran through your teams. Where do you think the Blackhawks finish? Um, I got him dead last. Uh, Second. uh, Because I think it's going to be rather accurate. I think, uh, fourth. To last place. Fourth. So who are the three teams you have below? Uh, Arizona, Seattle. See, I think Seattle's a better team. Arizona. Man, Seattle, I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of like, but they scare me because I think they could be bad. It could be New Jersey, but Arizona, Montreal, and 
Yeah, Seattle. I don't think Philly's going to be down there. I don't think Ottawa's going to be that low. See, I, I think when you look at this, I think it's very hard to say when you just look at goal scoring alone. Chicago's not scoring more goals than Seattle. Shane Wright's a great addition. I think Buffalo could, I think Buffalo could be as bad as they've been. Buffalo could be, but I just think they have more than the Hawks do. Like, I, I get that the name Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays and Seth Jones are flashing. No, they do. They do have more, but I still think they'll find a way. <sighs> it's tough. Davidson's going to really make sure this team loses games, but yeah. uh, I respect it. Bottom four, I mean, I like the odds. Gives us good odds yeah. to get in that top three. I'm not yeah. going to hate that. So, yeah, but – um. I guess that's that's really about it. You got anything else you want to throw in here and talk about here at the end of this podcast here? Oh, your first one of them? Dude, I think I'm pretty positive that that's about it for me. It was a blast, dude. I had so much fun. Got the interview. Uh, oh, oh, uh, you guys will have an interview coming. Uh, part two of this episode will be later. two of this episode, my first guest officially on a podcast not just his first the show's first guest the not counting Connor. first player first guest player guest and what an honor it's my uh uglier big brother it's, that's debated in the show the uglierness is definitely debated you'll figure that out in a bit uh but absolute beauty uh first thing i've ever recorded uh, so can't wait to get him back on because he's going to be incredible. Uh, we didn't even scratch the surface because I'm going to absolutely pull out all the stops to sewering this guy, especially with mom. And you want to talk about a living suitcase. He played 49 games in the NAHL. He played 113 USHL games. He played somewhere around like 100 games in the NCAA, somewhere around 90 games in the ESHL. And in those ESHL games, he popped around to what, three, four teams just ECHL. living suitcase. Yeah, he backpacked for his East Coast Hockey League games. NCAA had like 170, says elite prospects. Might be a stretch, but thanks for coming. Makes him look good. Uh, absolute beauty, but he's just ripping around planes now. We won't give too much away. Um, but great interview. Uh, what a pleasure, Cliffy. And I can't wait to do this some more. Oh, we got more ahead of us, more to talk about. The season's right around the corner. Uh, preseason game, the night that we're recording this, probably won't be out tonight. It'll probably be out tomorrow. The podcast hopefully will be out the day after. Uh, Patrick Green doesn't look to be in the lineup as far as the Hawks go. Uh, otherwise, yeah, where season's right around the corner. We're going to be able to talk a lot of Blackhawks, a lot of NHL news. Now that we have a little outside view and chase here with some some coaching, he's, he's definitely going to help us break down the Blackhawks prospects and kind of see what kind of skills these guys have. Um, I guess I did have one last question. Out of any player that's a prospect for the Blackhawks, who's your favorite before you do any crazy super deep dives? Like uh, I know you do know. Being your general hockey fan, so you're fully well aware yeah, of them all. But that, uh, that USA hockey kid, Nazar. Oh, oh, Frankie. I cannot wait to see this kid in a couple years, right? He's going to do his time. He's going to go, uh, I think he's at college, right? Yeah. Going to absolutely tear it up. I want to say he's at Michigan off the top of my head. I will double check. Well, that would make sense because they're an absolute wagon. Uh, but he's going to go there, tear it up next season. Heads up, 
heads up for this kid. And uh, I think he's going to be a definite NHL uh, uh, regular. Yeah, you Michigan this year. Thanks for coming. Going to absolutely tear it up. You'll see him at your... uh, um, your international events, I'm sure. Right, this is the last cut of uh, he, he was tore up U18 World Juniors and just missed the cut coming for just normal generic World Juniors. I you know, I don't know if I really think how to talk about those two tournaments U18 World Juniors and World Juniors. I feel like a lot of people think U18 is the same thing when they came around, especially this year because they were very close because mm-hmm. World Juniors got played more guys with cages. Few guys with visors, yeah. World Junior, more guys with visors, few guys with cages. That would explain it. Yeah, that could definitely do it. But yeah, Frank Nazar is my my favorite forward. My favorite is definitely Drew Camesso, who will plenty of time to deep dive into him as the BU season moves on and stuff like that. We'll be doing a lot of prospect talk, a lot of uh not just Blackhawks prospect talk. We're doing draft prospect talk coming up. We're going to be doing all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a long season for the Hawks. Probably minimal news outside of the Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze front. It's going to be a lot of losses. So we'll be doing a lot of around the NHL and kind of breaking out prospects of the upcoming draft and stuff like that through the year. But it was great having you on, Chase. Um, it's an honor to have you next to me on the podcast from here going forward. So I think we're going to get a lot of damage done. Oh, yeah, bud. Uh, not always the deepest into Chicago, but I'm pretty deep into just good hockey. So I'm watching a little bit of everything. Uh, I like to keep an, an eye on a couple of those guys, uh, keep it fresh for the fans. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to we're going to zip this puck around and, and uh, definitely have some good guests, definitely have some good stories. We're going to get some NHL guys. We're going to get some AHL guys. We're going to get some East Coast guys. We're going to get some youth hockey guys. We're going to get good hockey guys and good hockey people. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, we're going to bring the hockey interviews from every level that we can. Um, not particularly just NHL. Hope you enjoy those. Um, so it's going to be a new thing. We're going to try to put out a separate podcast. It's a, just an interview podcast style thing. And I think it'll be great. And I think we're going to have some fantastic guests. And maybe a few guys that uh, become household names in the long run when it breaks down. But that's what the future holds, and we'll figure out um, who we have in the future. But you're definitely going to love Luke Buffy on our upcoming one. Should be just around the corner for sure. I think that is was a great start, and there's so much more to uncover with him and his career. So uh, definitely tune into that. But Interesting route. Death <laughs> suitcase. Uh, it's, it's, he got his two year backpacking and with playing hockey, it was pretty cool. He rounded the United States uh, and touched up Canada while he was at yeah, it. So yeah. it'll be a fun one. I mean, actually, he went over to Europe for a little bit. You'll hear about that. Um, yeah, yeah. he's he's got some stories in him, but it'll be a good time. You guys definitely need to make sure you check out check out that. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to Be the Dad. Peace.